God sees you in the thankless tasks and in the boredom and in the stress of your everyday. God does not wait for you to finish work and go somewhere significant or Instagrammable or holy or a wonderful place. God catches you in the middle of doing something when you're quite busy and says, follow me. I will make you fishes of people. He doesn't wait till you're at church or somewhere that you think is holy. He sees you in your Tuesday 2 p.m. and your Wednesday commute, and he says, now is the time to follow me. Now I give you permission. Now I see in you the purpose I created you for. Are you desperate for a calling or a purpose in life, a specific purpose? So do the job you already have such a hard challenge because I really want God to be like no it's this special different thing that you haven't ever thought of are you crying out to God for work that you enjoy and you see meaning in do the job you already have God is not abandoning you there I'm not saying that God doesn't help us to change career and do things that we're passionate about but it might be exactly where he wants you and where he wants to call you from Let's move on. So they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Let's focus on this idea of fishermen, because fishermen were not particularly impressive or important. Why did he pick fishermen? Out of everyone that Jesus could have picked on earth, I was thinking about this the other day, Jesus could have risen people from the dead and been like, come follow me, see these amazing things that we are going to do, work with me. He could have got like the most powerful people in the world, the most crazy different people in the world, but he chose like the ultimate everyman. At that time, they would have been among the least educated. They would have been working class families who learnt their trade from their fathers and their fathers and their fathers. And fishermen were super common around Galilee at that time because that was like the main trade. So they weren't unusual in the slightest. They weren't in a holy job and they would have lived and worked and died in the same area, passing on their craft to the next generation without question. Yet, these are the first people that Jesus calls to follow him and the first to be given that God permission to do Jesus' work on earth. In the context of this story, we've gone straight from Jesus proclaiming the kingdom of God. You know, remember, he's going around the local area saying the kingdom of God is near. Go from that to fishing. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. So the next thing we can see is that Jesus' permission giving is not about them gaining power or wealth or impressive status. It's not about success. Jesus isn't like, come and follow me, and like tricking them through delusions of grandeur, because the kingdom of God starts with fishing. Jesus does not even say, come follow me and I'll make you great leaders of people. He sees in them the transformation and the redemption of what they already do and what they already know. He sees their fishing and he says, I'll show you what real fishing looks like. Wouldn't we love this? For someone to see in us that purpose and call us into it. I want you to notice a few things. Just in the order of Jesus' words, I think there's so much in here about the priorities of Jesus. Number one. So, come follow me. I will send you out to fish for people. Come follow 
Number one, it all stems from following Jesus. That's the first thing. Following comes first. You cannot make this happen on your own. Your wildest dreams, your hopes, that purpose that you're looking for doesn't happen. It isn't self-generated. There are no self-made people in the kingdom of God. We are all made by God and made for him and for his purposes. So we are called first to follow Jesus. That means following as in like, following like as if you followed someone physically like being in their presence following as in like obeying him and then following as in following in his footsteps like imitating him dying to ourselves because we can make so easily the mistake of seeking purpose above seeking God himself seek first God seek first his kingdom And then his purposes and permission come after that. Second, in the order of words, come follow me and I will send you. Second in the call is that he will send us. Or in some translations it says, I will make you fishers of people. Or I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Not follow me, then crack on and make it happen yourself. It's all your responsibility. You have to figure out how to do it on your own. Jesus calls it out. Jesus makes it happen. Jesus transforms you. Jesus makes you into the person you need to be for that purpose. He is calling you to be the person he has created you to be. Number three. So then it goes to, um, come follow me. I will send you out to fish for people. Notice he says he will take people who are currently fishers to be fishers of people. He takes your every day. He takes the stuff you see as irrelevant and mundane, the tasks that you undertake day after day, or even the things that we have allowed to lay dormant or die, like James's voice. And he says, I will put that to use to bring about my kingdom. Jesus says, I will give you permission to use that, and I will take it bigger and better than your wildest dreams. He takes the job you hate, the relationship you're giving up on, the housemates you're just waiting to move away from, the work you rush through to forget about and get to the weekend. He turns it all into God-given purpose and permission. God takes crippling social anxiety and the fear of people and he turns it into a passion for loving others and putting them first. Do not overlook what God has put to your hands right now. He's giving us permission to use it for his glory and his purposes. I see in you God's potential, God's purposes, and he is calling you to follow him and to take up that permission. The almighty, the creator of all things, to him the universe is a speck, and our world within it is a speck within that. And how much smaller are we? He says, I give you permission. You can do it. You can do my work on earth. But it does not stop there. So here's the twist. Here's the thing I really want you to remember. We are given permission to give permission. We are given permission in order to give permission. Genuinely say it with me. We are given permission to give permission. We're going to say it again. We are given permission 
to give permission. Yes, because if you didn't already realize your life isn't all about you, neither is mine about me. Jesus gives these four guys permission, but he doesn't just give them permission to be the sole recipients of his permission. They are to be fishers, not fish. They are to be catchers, not just the court. They are, they are to call others, not just be called. They are not the end of the chain, and neither are we. They are not just this product of God coming to earth. Their very purpose is bound up in and inextricable from other people's purpose and permission because they are given permission to give permission. They are given permission to give permission. Thank you. Your purpose is not about you. Your permission isn't just for you. God knitted you together in your mother's womb. Don't mistake it. He planned his purpose and the tasks and traits and character and all of those things. He has been thinking about you since the beginning of time itself. He thinks about you. You are unique. You are shaped to be just as he wants you. You are shaped through your relationships, through every breath that you've taken, through every tear that you've cried. He has seen it all. But you aren't called to be a hero. You are called to be a hero maker, one who makes heroes of others. You are here to call others into purpose and to give them permission. It isn't just all about me and it isn't just all about you. We are here to call out other people's voices, their purpose, and their everyday into following Jesus and into calling other people, and to calling other people, and to calling other people. We can't just wait to find our own purpose and to sort ourselves out before giving other people permission and calling out their purpose. Because it's in this place that we find our own. Do you get that? Because the disciples can't fulfill their call and their purpose to be fishers of men until they actually catch something. You can't be a fisherman until you've actually caught a fish. (sighs) Finding your purpose and using your permission from God is tied up with calling out other people's purpose and giving them permission. Don't try and think, oh, I'll just sort myself out. I'll just get my life in line. And then I'll start to call it on other people. You won't find it. You won't find your thing. You won't find your voice. You won't act on your, until you act on your permission and you give others permission, until you actually start to fish for people. You won't find a thing that God has actually given you permission for specifically. Does that make sense? It's kind of like a circle. It goes around in a cycle. Jesus says, I don't just see fishers. I see in you fishers of people. So the disciples go on, if you don't know the story, to call others to tell them who they were created to be, and the permission that God had given them. And so they were fishing for people, who fished for other people, who fished for other people, and millions have followed Jesus and had their lives transformed because of it. God is asking us today to say what we see in others. I see in you. So how do we do this? How do we give others permission? How do we call out their purpose in following Jesus? So you should all have a card on or under your seat. Have a little scrabble around. 
And this has the letters I-C-N-U on it. Isn't that smart? I see in you, fishers of men. I see in you, people who understand, is it acronyms? I don't know. This is the tool that God is equipping you with today. This is a prompt to have an I see in you conversation, to tell someone, I see in you, whatever it is. And this is not just a nice game of encouragement. This is not just um, us coming to church and be like, go and be nice people. Um, it's, it can be as simple as, as calling out what seems really obvious to us that, see, that is unseen by the recipient. Like how fishing can be transformed into God's strategy for saving the whole of mankind. But remember James, without a voice, what was seen in him was something that was who he was becoming, but he wasn't there yet. It was a purpose as yet unfilled. I see in you a voice that you've never used, that you don't even know that you have. So what could you see in others? In the people at work, in your family, in your house, at your uni, in the street. I see in you an encourager. I see in you someone who is deeply secure and gives other people opportunities. I see in you a great communicator. I see in you a gifted musician. I see in you someone who would be great at welcoming others into home and into family. I see in you someone with the potential to lead others. I see in you an influencer of world politics. I see in you a faithful friend and a comforter of others. I see in you an advocate for our planet and our environment. I see in you a teacher. I see in you someone who loves like Jesus. I see in you, I see in you. This is permission giving because we're calling out each other's purpose and giving one another permission to follow Jesus and bring about his kingdom through becoming who he created us to be. All of this is impossible without seeing what God has already done. As we follow Jesus, he changes our perspective and he shows us what he's already planted in people. But this is possible for all of us. This is the great thing about these little cards and this application is that no one has an excuse for not having one of these conversations because all of us have been given permission. I give you permission to have an I see in you conversation because all of us can see the good and the God-given in people. All of us can tell someone what we see that's good in them. Imagine if each of us were people who saw others differently. But not just differently, imagine if we saw the eternal value that Jesus has placed on every single person on earth and the potential he's planted in each person to fulfill a God-given identity by following wholeheartedly. So maybe that feels too big. Maybe you're like, I'm not really a vision person. So imagine if you individually had someone who called that out in you every day and told you that you were not just who you are right now, with your mediocrity and your lack of purpose, I'm speaking to myself just as much, your brokenness and your weakness and your bad choices and your indecision and your bitterness. Imagine if you were surrounded and bombarded by people who saw gifts and beauty and potential in you that you never even knew that you had. Imagine if they saw your everyday mundane tasks as beautiful opportunities for God to establish his reign and his plan and his all-out goodness on earth. So can you imagine that? Even just a glimpse. Take it a little bit bigger. Imagine if everyone in this room had that. 
and was living out with full permission and purpose who they were becoming in Jesus. If every one of us had the faith to have wildest dreams and go beyond them by following Jesus. Can you imagine that even a little bit? Let's take it bigger than that. Let's take it bigger than us in this room. Imagine if every one of us went into our everyday context of family, of home, of work, of uni, of school, our communities, and just people on the street, and called them out to be who we thought God was creating them to be? What if we gave them permission to follow Jesus to the beyond of their wildest dreams? What if we spoke every day to our spouse about who they were becoming in Jesus, rather than pointing the finger at the faults of their today? What if we called out the potential in our housemates to pursue relationships that were pure and trustworthy and placed God at the centre? What if we gave permission to our colleagues to do their work for God, honouring Jesus and serving others as they did? What if we looked at people in the public eye, people who we don't even know, and saw in them the purposes of God, who God has shaped and crafted and poured his heart and soul into creating them, rather than demonizing and alienating and punishing those who we see as different from ourselves. Imagine a world where we call this out in each other, where we called out one another's purpose, where we said, I see who you're becoming, not just the person who's trapped in there today. That's the kingdom of God on earth. So this tool might seem small. It might seem trivial to tell someone that you see in them great organizational skills or someone who tries their best. And it might just start with one conversation of telling someone that they have a voice. I see in you a voice. But remember the power it can hold. Because when we see the potential that God has put in each person and call it out into following Jesus, when we are given permission to give permission, the God and Father of all heaven and earth throws his weight behind it. So take hold of your cards. In the next moments. We're going to do a few things, but first of all, I want you to reflect on what you have been given permission for. What purpose might have God put in you? Let's have a few minutes of silence. Jesus, show us who you've created us to be. Show us that we are given permission to give permission. And as we do that, Jesus, would you reveal to us the things that you have put in us, whether it's a job or a task or a relationship or a trait, whatever it is, God, would you reveal that to us, call out the purposes that you've put in us. Amen. Now the band are going to come up and I want us all to stand um, because it's time for you to think about giving permission. You have been given permission and you're going to give it away. So we're going to tell someone stood near us what I see in you conversation you're going to have this week. So you might want to go up to them and actually, you might want to say, I see in you this specific thing. Or you might say, I've got someone at work and I've decided that I see in them whatever it is. So I want you to find someone near you. I want you to go and find them and I want you to tell them and commit to have an I see a new conversation that God will throw his weight behind. This is not something that's just too difficult or out of reach for anyone. So let's do that and then I'm going to pray for us before we worship. Let's get together and share your conversation. Go.
Elizabeth Smith. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of good conversation. There's going to be a lot of good permission giving in this city in the next week or so and hopefully beyond. Let me pray for you. Let me commission you into giving permission as you have been given permission by God. Jesus, thank you that you have put potential and purpose and absolute gold in each and every person who is here today. I thank you whether they know what it is, they know what different things that could be made up of, and I thank you if they have no idea. I pray that you would surround us with people who see in us who we are becoming and who we were created to be by you. Thank you that you ask us to follow you first and that by following you, we find our purpose. We find who we were made to be. Jesus, would we follow you above all else? Would we not seek purpose? Would we not seek anything above following you? So God, I declare that each and every person here today has permission. They have permission to fish for other people for you. They have permission to call out other people's purpose. They have permission to live out their wildest hopes and dreams because you are giving us permission and you are the ultimate authority on earth and in heaven. Fill us with your spirit now. Would we go from here? Would we encourage others and would we see what you are doing in other people?